Now we're going to do the Chitas for Chavzayin Menachem, which is the entire Egev Zakedish Ches. And I've already pointed out before that it's odd that Egev Zakedish Dayin and Egev Zakedish Ches, which are identical in size, in Ishnasa Ibur, one is divided into four Shiyurim and one is exactly one Shir. And of course, the explanation, as I've indicated before, but then a Chavshir, is because in a leap year, it's like about tshuva, because that's the concept of a leap year, it's like the concept of tshuva, correcting the, the imbalance between the solar year and the lunar month, or the lunar year, as it were. So in the life of about tshuva, there are big jumps, and then there are small little baby steps. Similarly, the shiurim and the shnasa'ibur seem to follow that pattern. In other words, it's not necessarily a constant that the very long shiurim in the year Tavshin Gimel Dalet, the Shnasa Ibur of the Chita Seichel, was on Shabbos. Now, although in this case, the Chazayin is Shabbos, and there seems to be a pattern that the longer shiurim are on Shabbos, there is two points. Number one, not always are the longer shiurim Shabbos. There are occasions with longer shiurim are a different day of the week. And number two, the Rebbe Rayatz, when he made the shiurim, certainly knew that uh, the long shir is not always going to be on Shabbos. And he certainly didn't make this arrangement for that one year. He made this arrangement as a constant for Shnoi Se'ibur based on the idea that I just presented. So we're now going to learn this again Sakedish. And again, like the one before it and so many others, in um, Tanya, it's going to be discussing Tzedakah. I'm sorry, not the one before it, but two before. Vav and Hey, uh, before Zion, talked about Tzedakah, as were many others. So here we go. When one plants Tzedakah, in other words, you seed in the ground or in some kind of fertile, life-producing earth, Tzedakah, it sprouts Yeshua. So we find the expression is here that when you give tzedakah, you're actually planting seeds. Like it says in the that when a person gives tzedakah, he's planting a seed. And the concept, of course, is one plants in order to reap a profit or an extra benefit. So when a person gives tzedakah, they're planting, they're seeding something less to get something much more. So the Rebbe explains is we even He goes to a different subject. And the Gemara says Rebbe Lazar Yov Prutal Oni B'Hada Matzle Rebbe Lazar Hagodl Husband Horkinus first would give money to Tzedakah and then he would daven. And his source was this pasuk that says it's written Ani B'Tzedek I through Tzedek, which of course means Tzedakah. I come to see your face. So this is the simple Gemara that just like it says in the pasuk I. And he be tzedek, and then nechazefanecha. So Rabbi Lazar would give a prutal oni, and again he davened. But the Rebbe immediately explains that this doesn't simply mean that before I daven I give tzedakah, but that through giving tzedakah the davening is in a different way. How is it different that it brings nechazefanecha? Pidush kigil yelukus yis barach. There is a concept of divine revelation. Which is revealed, which is experienced in the conscious thought and intent of a person. According to his own measure. And of course, the concept of is mentioned in the Akdom of Tanya with the Postak Nedibashar Baila. 
which is talking about what's called Hanistaras, the secret dimension of Yiddishkeit, which is the personal relationship between a person and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is how much a person experiences the Yibishter. And this is called Echaz Efanecha. This is the Kavona, this is the experience of Godliness when one davens. Says the Rebbe the following, Hubatetis Stokov Echaset Hashem. We get that experience of godliness. is a kindness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. that comes from a higher world to the lower world to our world that we should experience Giliyalakus in our tefillah. And who is Zayich to have this experience? Al Yerei Avachul of those who fear Him. Claim it in other words. that the infant line of Hakadosh Baruch that we know is naturally a melamaylo. It radiates on high in the higher worlds. With a great revelation, a great radiation, with a great and intense revelation. Ah, then the effect of this divine presence is to affect in those worlds their bottle in their form. And they're considered of no value whatsoever in the presence of the Yen Save. Because when they're included in the divine light, so in the higher worlds, because the light of Hashem ain't safe, is present, whatever is there becomes enveloped and becomes an expression of that light and loses its own is. And the Rebbe continues and he says, These are the chambers that house the Malachim and the Neshamas. Shabahen, that are found within those Echolos. which are discussed and explained in Zayi Bishmei, with their names and their places. In the order of davening arranged by the that in davening, godliness is revealed in the higher worlds of the Neshamas. The Malachim is prescribed by the Zayr. I just want to mention very briefly that a Hechel is the Chitzenius of an Eulah. The Primius of an Eulah would be the Esesfi, the Sedis and Kalim. And the Hechel, and the, even the Levushim, is a place where you have, at least in theory, Mitzias, or the beginnings of Klippas and Malachim, and Neshamas preside in those Echolos. There's higher Echolos, there's lower Echolos, there's Echolos which are closer to Kedusha, and there are Echolos which are so far away from Kedusha that they're seeds of Klippa and even of Gehenim and Misa. But obviously the Echolos with the Malachim and the Neshamas live, even though they themselves are not Kedusha, are close enough to Kedusha that through the davening we do down here, they experience ain't safe in a way that's Mavatal their Mitzias completely. And then the Rebbe says, Hine. Misham, from those worlds where godliness is so revealed through the tefillah, the light which is good shines to this lowly world. Those who fear God and think of His name, in other words, they daven with meditation and focus. The desire to serve Him in the work of the heart, which is davening, because that's what davening is in Pnimiyas that you serve Hashem not just with words and requests. But you give Hashem your heart and you hope that He gives you His heart in return. In other words, you experience a closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Rebbe, the Ebesha does a kindness and through our davening, we experience the godliness which is experienced in El Musal. Yenik Meshikos, with the post-success, by the Shem Yagi Achashki, the Ebesha that illuminates my darkness. So that's the Taich, Echazeponecha. Then when a Yid davens, he sees the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, Vihine. In order to have this experience in davening of Echazefanech, which happens to those that are Chafetzim Liovdei, that are Yiri Adeshem all the various expressions, so the davening alone is not sufficient. The descent of this light into this world. Nikras B'Shem Chesed Hashem is a kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Hamachunim b'shem mayim, which is comparable to water. Hayyedim makamvelim makam namar v'cholu, which is from high place to a low place. Just like water naturally descends from high place to a low place, similarly the chaser Hashem descends from a high place to a low place. And as a consequence, when a yid davens, um, Hashem does a chesed, then he gives them an experience of what's called echazapanech. But now the Alter Rebbe challenges us. As we also know, that on high there's not only kindness which comes down naturally like water flows from a high place to a low place. There's the mid of Gevura which actually holds back the Shefa which comes to contract and to block the divine light. It shouldn't be revealed to the lowest worlds. So, the idea that on high there is chesed is not sufficient reason for a yid to experience through his davening because the oiris lamayla are also contained by midas hagavur. So what determines whether the chesed will come down or won't come down? And for this, the answer is not the davening itself, but the tztoka we give before the davening, which is why, if we want, that the mida of ein that should come into this world to us should be chesed and not givur. It depends on what midah we express from the bottom up. When a person behaves with chasidus, to give life and kindness. He awakens on high. And this is the meaning of the words, One wants to merit to see the face of God. It's not enough to daven in a way that's called, what did he call the expression? And so on. But it needs to be tzedakah. That the, person, the measure that a person gives to others is how he is measured. So there is, in fact, a chesed lamaylo, but for that chesed to reach us and not be gvuded, we need to have chesed. Which is why the Apostle Sigmar says that Abelazar understood that he gave tzedakah to meet the face of God because his davening, as intent as it was, or as intense and precise as it was, would not affect necessarily the chesed without a kindness from below to above. So this explains the connection between stoka and davening, and how the davening actually earns a person ech zafanach. And by the way, in the Geras HaKedish, at the very end of Kuntasach, and you have utzadoka kenachal eisan, where the makes a similar point, that even though real gili alakus is only available yasad lave, but through tzadoka it can happen now as well. But here the al asks a question. I have a question. Even if we're going to say that there's a midas hachesad lamayla, and there's a midas hachvodah lamayla, and that when a person wants chesed milmayla, he has to have a chesed milmata, it still does not explain the echaz panacha that he should experience godliness through the tzedakah that he gives before he davens. Why? Kim levat, That if a person does an act of kindness, he should get an act of kindness reciprocally, which is in accordance with what anybody did. Which means that you gave tzedakah, so you get elam haba according to tzedakah that you gave. But the idea of a person giving tzedakah and accordingly experiencing what the Rebbe calls the last words on page 224, a life which is a ray or trace of the light of Hashem, which is a safe mamish. 
that godliness should actually reach the consciousness of the person in this world. Should shine and illuminate his darkness. Through his service and davening down here in this world. That this idea that a person should actually experience intimacy with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the level of Tshuva law. Says the Rebbe, Sharehi lemaylo maylo mikol chayi elma bo. It's above the holiday of Elam Habak. My mirazal, my shom mirazal. Yafesh ha achas, but shuv meisim tevim v'cholu. That an hour of Yiddishkeit, whether it's meisim tevim or shuv or the combination thereof, gets somebody something which is more than all of Elam Habo. Kmeshikasa makabariches, as explained in Chesiras at length, that Elam Hab is only ziva out of a cholu, and shuv elah, shuv meisim tevim be'elam hazeh is even higher. So the Rebbe says, I don't understand. Even according to the logic of Rabbi Eliezer, that tzedakah affects that we should get chesed from on high, it doesn't explain that a yid in davening should experience ain't safe. It expects that in Ganeidin he should have a, 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 a tainug ha'asoga from the mitzvah that he did. So we're back to the original question. Since we know that the midah or the midah ba midah delay, we say midah keneged midah. So the question is, how is a physical act of tzedakah going to get a person a gili of ain't safe in this life through his tefillah? Which is even higher than El Maboah doesn't seem me the Kenegat Mid. And the Rebbe gives an answer which goes right back to the beginning, right? So what we have is a Gemara that you give to Dr. before davening to be experiencing a Lukus and davening and a Posok, a Nibitzedik Echazefanecho. And the question becomes, how is it me the Kenegat Mid? And the answer is with the gift Tzedakah, you're not getting Schar for the Tzedakah. That's, that's the way it is. When you give Tzedakah, you're planting a seed. And you get the schar for what grows from that seed, which is much, much more than you planted. And this justifies the hashpa of chayah oras edin seif, edavai edin seif baruch umameh sheyor ve'yagiyah chashke b'vedeh shabalav zutfil. Achin, you know, so the Rebbe proceeds to answer the question, and he goes into the classic discussion of agriculture, which have in Hasidus. And in many maimorim, like for example in Samach, the Samach Reish, Nun Zayin, and in the Hemshech Ranat, Rosh Hashanah Ranat, they talk about procreation as being either yeshmeyayin or at least a mushal for yeshmeyayin. The idea of planting a seed and then growing from that seed, especially when it grows so much more, is a metaphor for yeshmeyayin. Here, the Rebbe doesn't focus so much on the idea of yeshmeyayin, he focuses much more on the idea that you put a little, you plant a little bit, then you get much more in kamas and anechas. Al-Darach mushal, for example, if a person plants seeds, or he plants a seed, in order to, for a tree to grow. And the difference between the word zriya and the word natiya, zriya means you plant seeds like wheat or legumes that they have to be planted seasonally. Or, and natiya means to plant a tree which is going to grow many, many seasons. That the kernels that are going to sprout from the seed. In other words, this goes on the word zriya. And the tree and the fruit which are going to come from the garden which is nota, which is planted but planted in a way that doesn't have to be planted seasonally, but you're going to plant it once, and it's going to produce fruit for many years. Says the Rebbe, think about the investment and think about the return. There's no similarity between the seeds that grow and the fruit and the tree that grows in terms of their substance and their essence in relationship to the seed or the kernel which was planted originally. Because what happens to this seed and this kernel is that it becomes destroyed and rots, it decomposes in the earth. And in fact, it's not the seed which makes things grow. The power of life, 
which Abish to put into the ground, that's what brings out and grows the kernel and the tree and the fruit. The earth's is not going to actualize its potential to bring forward orderly life from the ground by itself. By first planting a seed or a, or a, or a pit, which rot in the ground, which decompose on the earth. And they give up whatever power they have to the power of life, which is planted in the earth, which is in the ground. And they become one. And they become one and the same thing. Then the ground and its power of life to create new life brings forward its potential to the actualization. And it gives a specific form of life to produce kernels, seeds that are similar to the seed that was planted and fruit which are similar to the, to the pit that was planted. However, the fact of the matter is but you plant one seed and you get hundreds of kernels. You plant one pit and you get thousands and thousands of fruits over many years. You get one seed produces many seeds. Then many fruit on one tree from one pit. Moreover, in addition to the difference in kamas, that you planted only one seed in one pit and you're getting so much more, it's also a difference in echos. That the substance and the quality of the fruit that come from the pit, and in this aspect, this is true only by pits and not by seeds, is a much higher, much more great quality. In other words, when you plant kernels of wheat, it's only a difference in kamas. For one kernel, you get many kernels. When you plant a pit of a fruit, it's not only a difference in kamas, that you get so many fruits from one pit, but the pit is unedible, and the fruit is tasty and beautiful and edible, so it's a different quality as well. The same is also true. When you plant seeds that are going to produce fruit, now of course you can't say that about wheat, but you can say that about other things, that even if you plant them every year seasonally, which is called ziriya, but the fruit that's produced is not just more than you put in one and you get many, but it's of a different echos, it's of a different quality. So you have an einarech both in kamus and in echos. That are growing from seeds, like um, pits. For example, kshuim. Kshuim means melons. You plant one seed of a melon and you get a melon. So even though melons are seasonal, they're not like trees that you have that you plant once and it grows for many years. But the difference between what you planted and what you get is not only difference in how much, but the nature of its quality. So the Rebbe points out that you have different plant types of agriculture. You have ziriya, where you put in a seed and you get many seeds back. You have ziriya, you put in a seed, but you get of a different quality, paytas. So it's more in kamas, and it's more in echas. And then you have natiya, which is always more in kamas and more in echas when you're planting trees from the ground. But what is the constant in all of these? Vakelu, in all of these cases, because the core and the root of the life of all of these fruit, whether they're seeds or their fruit that grow from the ground or fruit that grow from trees, nishpa is coming not from the seed or the pit, but the power of life which is in the earth. Which includes life for all different types of fruit. And the reason you have to plant a seed or a pit is because the seeds that you plant in the ground, they can arouse from below. To get a specific type of fruit. I want you to know that in other places it actually says 
that if nobody planted any seeds in the ground, the earth is a living earth by itself, and it would produce life without any Latata, but then it would be feral and of poor quality. Biology doesn't accept that idea, but I've seen it in Chassidus, could be even in the Gersakedish Simen Chof, where this idea is revisited. It's on Daf Kuflam at Beis Amit Beis, Al-Tarebbe says exactly that, that there, the earth will produce life without any Halosman. That point is not mentioned here. Um, here he talks only in a case where you plant a seed or a pit and you get so much more. Now, Rabbi say, the, the beginning of this conversation is the idea of Maimetachi Ha'aretz, right? We believe that Hashem created the world through utterances, and there are basically ten Mamaras. And these Mamaras created different entities of life. One of the ten Mamaras is Tachi Ha'aretz, that the earth should be living and produce life. The earth was given a Koyach to create life by HaKadosh Baruch. And that's the real miracle. You know, the fertility aspects are the details, in other words, the scientific explanations for why it works are the details. The basis for it is that the Abishta made a living earth that's able to give out life. And the key point is this. The earth is nondescript. The earth is, is, is living, it's biological, it can produce different types of life. Which type of life the earth produces remains unknown, theoretical, because the plant depends on the seed. Then you plant the seed, and the seed completely rots, and the earth gives you life, not the seed. The seed simply suggests to the earth what kind of life to produce, but the earth itself is giving you life. And the basis for the earth, the earth giving life, is the bittle, the complete decomposition of the seed. So you plant the seed, the seed is very important, but what you're reaping is not at all proportionate to the seed, it has to do with the earth's possibility to give life. Now I want to mention, parenthetically, that this same... Model is true by animals and lahavdwa human beings, where there's a zochar and an akeva, and you plant a seed and you produce a whole life. Now, I have seen in some places in Chazidis uh, a lushan that's called tipas hatchar and tipas hanukva, the male seed and the female seed. But in many places in Chazidis, and certainly it would be consistent with written here, there's the male seed and then there's the female, period. In other words, Apitoira, the male seed is planted in the goof of the Nekeva, and the male seed rots completely, and then the goof of the Nekeva, because of the Milo of Bittel, which is explained at length in the Gersakeda, Shimon Chof, life is produced. Um, in other words, the, neke- the woman, the Nekeva, is comparable to the earth, that the Abish to put the Keach ain't safe in the earth, the Abish to put the Keach ain't safe in the females, Lahavdal of animals and Lahavdal of human beings, and that's where life begins but it needs a seed just to trigger it, to awaken it, and once it's triggered and once it's awakened, there's the power of Ein safe in the earth and in the Nekeva to create life. And again, in, in many places in Hasidus, including here, we don't see the Nekeva's tipa as distinctive, it's just the goof of the Nekeva, which is comparable to Oretz and Afar, that the Ebesh to put the Ein safe to produce life. So I'm just mentioning that parenthetically because people ask about it. The point, however, is when you plant a seed, you get many, many more seeds. And now the Rebbe goes back to his question. His question was, the person gives tzedakah, and he therefore marries echazafanecha. The question is, the echazafanecha should be only elam habo and not which is higher than elam habo. And the answer to the question is, when you give tzedakah, you're not getting schar for the tzedakah, you're giving the schar from what grows from the tzedakah, which is so much more than the tzedakah itself. 
This now explains how it is when he gets it stuck. When he does an act of tzedakah, so a little amayla, the tzedakah ascends upward. The source of Yiddish and Neshamas, which is Malchus Datzilus. These different names are also mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, in Tanya, uh, in the beginning of Perek Nun Aleph. Uh, I'm sorry, the beginning of Perek Nun Beis. So he also talks about the various names of Malchus Avatzilus. That includes all the medias which are higher than it. Which is the Shedish of the Shamas Yisrael is one, where all Hashem's medias of Tachlis. And if it is she, son, the first of the divine media, says media sachesed. So we plant a seed in Malchus of Atzilus. And when we plant a seed in Malchus of Atzilus, Malchus of Atzilus grows and gives out not what's in Malchus of Atzilus, but the way chesed of Atzilus is included in Malchus of Atzilus. Because Aidea Lozu, through this planting of a seed in Malchus Lamailo, it reveals the chesed of Ainsaif, which is so much higher than Malchus Mamish. Which is the revelation of divine light, laid it to descend and shine. Below, to the souls of Yidden, a great and intense revelation, during davening, at the very least. So, how is it an answer? The question was, how is my tzedakah getting me this great gilui? And the answer is because my tzedakah is caused It's only planting a seed. And it has an effect, Lamailo. And the effect it has, Lamailo, gets me so much more than I planted. And at the Nimshol, I don't only get a schar and il but I'm actually experiencing echsa fanecha, eir avaya, eir in seif baruchu mamish, which is even higher than il ma'ba. Ki av shadlah seyin chaykir, we all understand that it's impossible to know the greatness of a Kaddish baruchu. Adekul, lak baik lach hashivin next, Hashem, everything is garnished. Nevertheless, it becomes possible for a yid during davening. If he precedes the davening by giving tzedakah, zreh, tzedakah, anibit tzedek, echsa fanecha, harivimakam, shatam eitig dlosei, with gemara says, Wherever you find the greatness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shalmata Meitz Anvesenus, you also find this humility. Kemaim Sheyadu Mechul, like water that sends from high place Lopez, which is discussed, of course, in Tanya, in the beginning, in Perek Dalit, which is on Daf Ches Amid Beis, that the Eibishter humbles himself to come down and to become available to us, and this is the Pshat Zreit Stoker to Mechi Shuis. When you plant Zedaka. You don't get the schar for that tzedakah. You get the schar from what grows from that tzedakah, which is, relatively speaking, ain't safe. And therefore, an ibit tzedek yechaz zefanach. As our shakos, when Al-Tarebbe finishes, this is the pshat, zorach ba'cheishech. The Ebishter radiates in the darkness. A, light, like Yisharim, to those who are fair. Chanun v'rachon v'tzadik. Who behave in a way of benevolence and compassion and righteousness. Hadei sha'odom. Da'yedei sha'odom. When a human being is chanun v'rachon v'tzadik. That he's stalking, oh, he loves tzedakah, so goyrim, he causes la'ira adeshem, the light of HaKadosh Baruch which is even higher than El Mabo. She yisrach l'nishmasa, that it should shine in a conscious way to his nisham ha'malabashas beguf, which is in his body. Ha'emen b'cheshech, which is naturally in darkness, shu mishchad rechivi, which is called the skin of the snake. V'zanikim b'shem Yeshua. This is the concept of Yeshua. So of course, in Kabbalah, Yeshua is from a high madregian keser. Kad, when? It's ha'ap ha'cheshech l'nishmasa, one transforms darkness into light through the giving of tzedakah. When there's the pshat matzmiach, it shows when a person is the tzedakah. When he gives tzedakah, the schad is not only for the tzedakah, the schad is for what's going to grow from that zriyah, which is be'inarech to the zriyah itself, which is called tzmiach. She yeshua, so that this salvation, say machas, it sprouts. 
from the planting of which a person plants in the higher worlds, which means Atzilus Eretz Chevetz Yashchina Uknesses Yisrael Shenikras Kain. It's called Malchus of Atzilus. It's called Eretz Chevetz. It's called Eretz Yashchina. It's called Shchina. It's called Knesses Yisrael. Al Shem Shemes Labeshes Betachteinim because Shchina actually is above us, but it descends into the lower worlds. Lachy Eisim to give us life, like it says in the Pesach Malchus Malchus Kalilam. Malchus comes down into all of the lower worlds, as does Shechina, does Knesset Yisrael, and so forth. And this is the uh, point of the Sigeres HaKodesh, that when a person gives Tzedakah, there's a Zriyah, and then there's a Tzmichah, and the Schar for that Zriyah, vis-a-vis the Daviding, is you don't only get the Tzedakah, you get the Tzmichas Yeshua, uh, coming to a person in a revealed way, and this is the Pshat and Yivetzadik Achsepanach. And then the Alt Rebbe finishes, O Befrat Men Aprat, Keshezeri Beretzakedesh Atachtein. This effect, that through tzedakah, and then a yid davens, he's zeichet to experience alakus in a conscious way, it's particularly true when he gives tzedakah for the causes of Eretz Yisrael, which the Rebbe calls planting the seeds in the Eretz HaKadosh down here, because HaMuchovenes connect the mamish, which is parallel to Eretz HaKadosh, which is called before, Eretz Yena, Eretz Chayfet, Shchinech, Nasas Yisrael, in other words, Malchus. Shazri and Nikletes take it from a yad, the seeds absorb quickly, and they begin to produce blessing right away. Nothing stands in its way. In other words, if you plant, you give tzedakah and chutzlars, it also has the effect, but there's obstacles. When you plant in Yisrael, there's no and hefsek at all between the lands of the living and Eretz Yisrael, because Eretz Yisrael hagashmi shara shamayim, Mashenkin b'chutz, as Azavet Yisrael, you can also have the same effect, but there can be many as v'yikuvim v'dal.